What's the most amazing journey that you've ever been on? Maybe in your youth you backpacked around Europe. Maybe in your old age you caravanned around Australia. <laughs> Maybe you uh, drove across the Nullarbor or, or you went on pilgrimage to the Holy Land, did the Camino. There's so many amazing journeys that we can do in this life. An amazing journey has a kind of an essential quality. If we say, that was a great journey, I think one of the qualities that really make a journey amazing is that it transforms us, that we learnt a lot about life, that we learnt these life lessons, experiencing new cultures, and that actually will shape the rest of our life. I want to start off by saying that being a Christian is actually a journey. And it's the most amazing journey that we could ever go on. It's not just a journey outside to some exotic place, but it's also a journey inside, a journey within, where we search our hearts, detach from things, and realize that God makes his home inside of us, that our hearts and his, they become one. So united, that it can never be separated. It's an amazing journey. In fact, it's hard to actually imagine. It's hard to dream about. You know, in John 14, Jesus says, um, those who love me will keep my word and my Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them or home inside of them. When we unite our hearts with Jesus, we find perfect peace. A love that surpasses all else. And there is the fullness of life. That's your best life. <laughs> Uniting with deep, Jesus in a deep relationship. St. Paul said, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor the human heart conceives what God has prepared for those who love him. Jesus tonight in these seemingly very harsh words, very stark words, he lays out a roadmap for this spiritual journey, for achieving that beautiful union with God. As he says, Anyone who prefers father or mother to me is not worthy of me. Anyone who prefers son or daughter to me is not worthy of me. Anyone who does not take up his cross and follow in my footsteps is not worthy of me. These stark words basically means that when we commence our spiritual journey, the first point is that God has to be the new number one of our lives. Even far more important than the most important things in life. Even far more important than family, than friends, work, God's number one. <laughs> we prefer nothing to God. He's number one in our lives. Just practically speaking, what this means for our lives is that when we plan our weeks, when we look at our weeks, we say, oh, I've got this, I'm so busy at work, I've got this, this and this, all very important things, very important. But do we have time and space for the most important thing? For number one, I'm not saying we disregard important things, but that we also ensure that we have room for number one. You know, the funny thing is, when we book God first, 
we're able to love others better. That when we actually create space for God, spend time with him in our lives, when we allow space for number one, for our relationship with Jesus, we actually become better sons and daughters, parents. We actually become better um, employees, nicer friends. When you spend time with God, you're filled with his love. Now, you can only, we can only give to the extent of what we have. You can't give what you don't have. I've heard so many people say, oh, this person's really grinding me. <laughs> this person, oh, it's been years and now it's just gotten too much. I can't give, any, I can't give anything to them. Well, you can only give what you have. <laughs> if God fills your heart with love, that can overflow to others. If you're trying to be charitable to someone, maybe a family member who presses your buttons, <laughs> You can be as charitable as the extent as you've received charity from the God of love. So putting God first means that we have enough space for him in our lives and then it also means that we can actually fulfill our vocations and be better people, overflow with his love to others. I think that's the first point the gospel makes. And the second point is that the spiritual journey is a process of detachment. The next thing Jesus says is that anyone who finds his life will lose it. Anyone who loses his life for my sake will find it. I believe what he's saying is if we find our life here in the world and we grab onto things and attach to our life here, everything's going to pass away anyway. The world... Uh, it's going to pass away, all, all our possessions, whatever. It's not eternal. But if we lose our attachments to other things and attach to Christ, we'll find life. We'll find life to the full, a newness of life that can never be taken away. Only in Jesus, when we uh, open up to his gift, do we have something that far surpasses all else. This is a process. <laughs> this is a journey. We don't just wake up one morning and say, my heart is completely detached from all the world. <laughs> or maybe you do, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> it involves journeying with God so that our heart isn't attached to things that make it hard to attach to the main thing, to God. You know the Holy Spirit helps with this? You can actually ask him, Holy Spirit, what am I attached to that you want me to not be attached to? <laughs> a scary prayer. Uh, I've given it a go a few times in my life and, you know, God, what do you want me to detach from so I can be more attached to you? And then I see something and then I said, oh, maybe I'm not hearing clearly. <laughs> the Holy Spirit can, as it says in John, convicts the world of sin. The Holy Spirit helps us to attach to things that aren't helpful, but also to order the good things in life, to put the good things in life in the right order. The more we have in our hands, the less we can receive. <laughs> if our cups are already filled, we can't have anything else in there. Those who lose their life, those who detach from other things, 
they'll find it. And this is scary. (laughs) It's scary to open up to what God has to us. But as I said in the first part of this homily, what God gives far surpasses anything else we could imagine. When we detach from the things of the world that God is calling us to detach from, the more we open up to deeper relationship with him because it's there that we'll have life to the full. It's there that we'll truly flourish in relationship with God. So you might like to tonight or as you go forward from here, just ask those two dangerous questions. Lord, how can I make you number one? <laughs> Lord, is there anything you'd like me to detach from? How can I open up myself to you? So that you can grow closer to him. We can all do it together. Amen. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.